Ashley Ritchie's Daily Takeaway. Hello, if you are listening today while at work making the next Prime Minister's lectern, uh, don't worry, I'm not about to get political, that's not what this show is. Uh, obviously, a new Prime Minister today, Rishi Sunak, and with his speech outside Downing Street, uh, we saw the debut of another Prime Ministerial lectern. Pale wood for Rishi. Uh, the one Liz Truss used, that was pale wood as well, but it looked like a big Jenga tower twisting that was about to fall over. Maybe it was a sign. Uh, then a few day, a few weeks before that, Boris was using a dark wood lectern. Uh, if you're a bit bored later, look it all up. Every Prime Minister, they have their brand new choice of lectern, a different one from the person before. Do they get given a, a catalogue, maybe, of 25 ready-to-go different style lecterns? It will only be theirs. Thing is, somebody's got to make them, haven't they? Somebody's job to be churning out lecterns for Downing Street. A very specific job. Sturdy enough to stand in the middle of a road and look important. Light enough to be lifted and out of the door quickly. Different from all the lecterns that have gone before. Somebody has that very specific job of just making lecterns for Downing Street. So if you feel that you have a very specific job, a small cog in a big wheel, but without what you do, everything falls apart, I want to hear from you. You need your moment on the show. Get this for text. My old man made the wheels for the Back to the Future DeLorean car. No further details. But if you'd got that as a brag, why would you need to give any further details? It's amazing. Uh, 8.12.15 for your text, your tweets to Absolute Radio. Uh, Adam hanging on. What is your specific job, Adam? I'm a tower crane erector. <laughs> He's got a funny job title as well. Um, so you put up... Well, no, let's give you full title. You erect tower cranes. That's right, yeah. The bigger the erection, the better. <laughs> Adam, behave. But it would be fair to say, without you, there's no tall buildings. That's right, yeah, no tall buildings. Everything would be only about 30 metres high and that'd be it. (laughs) And who wants a 30... No, I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say it. Adam, it's a very specific job. You are important. We'll take that. Thank you. Thanks a lot, mate. Cheers. John says, I think I'm the only person in the UK who actually has the job title Professor of Cement. It's a brilliant title. Love to know what you do, John. I kind of know the ballpark that it's in, but what's that all about? Uh, Mark, tell us your specific job. I install cash point machines, ATMs. Wow, okay, so many questions. Uh, let's let's start. So how many how many ATMs would you install a week? Up to ten. Wow! Do you do you like cover a patch or something? I mean, how often are new ones going in? Uh, well, we're actually doing a big contract for Lloyd's Banking Group and Tesco. Wow! At the moment, and uh, we've just had uh, two weeks in Northern Ireland. So that's um, the, my math says if you're only working maybe five days a week, that's two ATMs a day. You're quick. Um, well, we've got it down to a fine art, to be honest. We're a three-man team, and we work pretty well together, I'd like to say. So, uh, wow. yeah, yeah it's, uh, we're nationwide, and um, as I say, we've just done two weeks in, uh, in Northern Ireland. We've been up as far as the Shetlands, Orkneys, uh, all over the place, mate. I was in Southampton last night, and I'm on my way to Manchester now to install two. 
<laughs> Look at there he goes. Um, yeah. What? What? Not that it's going to mean anything to anyone, but wow us all. What is the best type of ATM? There's only two types. There's a Cineo, which is a large one, and there's a smaller one, which you put, uh, uh, you 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 deposit your checks and cash into. So there's only two types. No, mate. give me a Cineo any day. A Cineo. That's the one with all the money in, mate. That's yeah, I'll have them. Thanks. I don't want to be given the money. I want it coming out. <laughs> I just wish they'd leave it in for us while we're installing or, or de- uh, decommissioning, but they never do. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, Mark. Thanks for letting us know. Okay, mate. Take Thanks care. For your, Bye. Thanks for your time. Bye. My mate Dan has recently started a new job as Doritos specialist for walkers. Unsurprisingly, the only person in the UK. Talk about living the dream. Uh, Chris is hanging on. Chris, tell us what it is that just you do. Um, I seem to be the only person in the world who makes replacement sill sections for uh, Range Rover uh, L322 vehicles. What? (laughs) Chris, a few things to unpack here. First of all, you said you are the only person in the world. That's amazing if that is the case. Well, I, I restore vehicles for a living. Uh, I had one of these Range Rovers in and found that no replacement panel companies made these panels. So I uh, templated them and now I produce them and supply them to people all over the place. Wow. Okay. Uh, what's, what's the name of your company? Uh, High Grade Fabrication. And whereabouts are you? Um, up in Fife in Scotland. So Fife is the centre of the world for the L322 replacement outer seal repair panel. Seems to be. Um, <laughs> my, I, I got an Instagram like from the Azerbaijan Range Rover Club the other day. So You need to approach Fife Council. And you know, like, sometimes you drive into towns and it says, welcome to Fife, and you'll have, like, home of. You need to get home of the outer seal repair panel for the L322 Range Rover. Yeah, something like that. <laughs> Cheers, Chris. Good luck with it. No problem. Thank you. Darren, uh, you're next. What do you do, Darren? I'm part of a team that investigates and rectifies illegal abstraction of electricity from the national grid. Whoa! <laughs> there deserves to be a TV programme about you, like some behind-the-scenes thing on Channel 5 or something. No, I think um, she's gas guys were on one of the time shopping programmes a while back. Oh, so it's been done already? They've had a little bit part on it for the gas, yeah. Oh, well, I think they need to do you. So what, what's the name of your team? We're Revenue Protection. Right, OK. So it's you're like a, an electrical version of the A-team? Kind of. <laughs> <laughs> if, there's, if there's a problem and a normal meter visitor can't fix it, we're the people that they call. Wow. Yeah, OK, well, it's like the A-team theme, isn't it? Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> this is Bush and Rich's Daily Takeaway. I'm after your sympathy this evening. My tumble dryer died last night. Washing's finished, in went the load, lasted barely a minute before it ground noisily to a stop and then wouldn't go again. R.I.P. my tumble dryer. Here's the thing, right? Nobody ever gives you sympathy when an appliance dies. It's October, can't be drying stuff outside now. Who wants the heating on longer just for radiators to be drying stuff right now? Not me. Can't afford that. It's a massive blow. It's a loss. But you get no sympathy for a tumble dryer. If I came into work today and say, for example, I had a dog and it had passed, people would stop. They'd give me sympathy. They'd talk. I might be given some time. 
tumble dryer dies. Ah, oh, mate, that mean you got to get a new one. That's what I got from our producer. So I think going forward, we need to be different. I want to offer a sympathy service to you this evening. If you too have recently been through the trauma of losing an appliance, I want to hear from you so I can give you the love, the care, the sympathy that you deserve. Might be a fridge, an oven, a beloved washing machine, a telly, boiler that's gone, a kettle, a toaster, might be the car, failed an MOT or something. Let me know. I wish to give you the care and respect that you need. Uh, Helen, our sympathies to Helen this evening. The lid to her blender uh, has died. Uh, it melted on a very hot uh, but off hob, uh, which obviously then renders uh, the blender useless as well. Helen, it's, it's a terrible time. Uh, our love and respect to you. If you have lost an appliance uh, recently, like I have with my tumble dryer, which died last night, uh, wishing to send you sympathies this evening. Thank you so much for all your lovely messages uh, about my tumble dryer, which died last night. Pointed out that we just don't give each other sympathy when we lose appliances these days. How am I going to dry things now? Uh, John in Cambridge. My wife, Linda, lost her slow cooker last week. It was only 35 years old. She was so upset. But we do have a new one now. Uh, John, uh, send your love to Linda. At least the slow cooker got to a good age. I think that's a good age for a slow cooker. And sounds like she's uh, lucky to have you to support her through this tough time. If you've lost an appliance and you'd love some sympathy this evening, uh, Sharon, you've suffered a loss as well. I lost my fridge freezer. Oh. It, was my, it was my beer fridge and wine fridge and ice cream fridge and freezer <laughs> ice cream. I'm so sorry, Sharon. Um, in the background there, our producer just laughed. Uh, could you not disrespect sorry, our, our callers like that? Sharon, what a terrible thing. It's, no, that's not just any fridge freezer, is it? No, it's my weekend freezer and fridge. <laughs> Sharon, what an awful thing to be going through right now. Um, I, I send you a lot of thought and prayers at this time and, and, and hope that you'll be able to find a way, you know, through this tricky time. OK, thank you. And I'm really sorry about your tumble dryer. Oh, I appreciate the thought, Sharon. It's, it's a miracle I'm here today. <laughs> People across the UK every day lose an appliance. But do we give them the sympathy? That we would if it was a cherished pet? I don't think we do. I'm putting that right on the show this evening. Laura is hanging on. Tough times for you, Laura. What's happened? Well, I was trying to work out percentages and the calculator wouldn't work. So then I tried to do it on my phone and I couldn't do it the same way on my phone as I do in the calculator. So me and my colleague were having a big dispute about it because <laughs> he didn't understand how I did it. And that was that. So we give up. So I've ordered a new calculator. How long have you had your calculator? Oh, quite a while. A few years. Is it one of those with sort of like a slightly elevated flappy display? Yeah. Yeah, they're beautiful, those. It's in the bin now. <laughs> oh, Laura, it was it like a ceremony for it or was it all a little bit clouded over by the no. dispute with your colleague? Yes, I was annoyed with it, so I got slung in the bin. <laughs> Laura, I'm so sorry that at such an awful time of losing your office calculator that some scoundrel has not given... No, why don't you name and shame them? Who, who, who was this person that was not, not giving you the love and care in the office at that time? Dorian, the warehouse operator. <laughs> Dorian, take a look at yourself. 
<laughs> Laura, thank you very much. Our love and prayers with you at this time. Thank you very much for that. That will help. Uh, Rianne is is hanging on right now. We hear that uh, uh, your family's in a really tough place right now. What's going on, Rianne? Uh, we're mourning our macerator, our top floor bathroom. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, grim. What were the circumstances? It just stopped working, but my husband has put up a brave battle, rolled up his sleeves with a wet vac... A um, couple of quite unpleasant incidents there, but no, we just had to. We just had to say goodbye. Oh, what a horrible, horrible moment for all of you, for your, for your husband and for you. I mean, you, you're missing the macerator, but Damon sounds like he was ever so brave. He was an absolute hero, and I, I was too, because you've no idea how hard I wanted to laugh when I heard what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I said I was here for sympathy this evening, but to, to, the sound of your husband trying to save a macerator and it going wrong is one of the grimmest stories I've heard all evening. Oh, well, yeah, I hope it makes you feel better about the loss of your tumble dryer. Oh, I'd oh, moved I on. I'd, I'd forgotten about it for a few seconds. Rianne, <laughs> it's an open wound. <laughs> Oh, well, I wish, I wish you well for it to heal soon. There's a man coming tomorrow, 8 o'clock. We'll have to wait and see. If he comes back, I'll rename the tumble dryer Lazarus. Brilliant. Oh, well, I'll keep everything crossed for you. One last one for now. So many people coming through with sad stories, but this is possibly one of the worst. Amanda in York. My dog hairdryer died a few weeks back. Sad day, wet dog. The Daily Takeaway. Russian Richie's Daily Takeaway.